glass of wine, there's no need to behave. Prepare for a podcast with Viv and Dave. They're married, but they're not lame or uptight. They just eat at home on Sunday night. This sounds like an ad for a phone company, but it's the theme for their dinner party. Viv and Dave's dinner party theme song. One more verse would have been too long. gonna start by trying to compare you to Destiny's Child and then I remembered that there was a fourth Destiny's Child. No one's ever heard no. of her. Remember, there, were, there, there, was a, there was there four were, of them there initially. And she bailed out early. Yeah. Yeah. But also biggest like, mistake of her life. <laughs> yeah but if you're gonna compare us to Destiny's Child the other issue is who's Michelle? Oh I thought the issue was who's Beyonce. Well, no, I mean, that's going to be a fight to the death anyway, but, like, who gets left with I mean, Michelle? I mean, I would happily be Kelly Rowland. Nelly's a total babe. No, listen. Oh, Kelly oh. Oh. Nelly. No, but there was that oh. time. No, there, there was that time. time. Oh. I did have that time. Incidentally, <laughs> Nelly was performing in the casino at Palm Springs when we were there. There was, like, a big poster to Is say, like, Nelly. Is he still sporting a band-aid? Yeah, yeah, he's still no. wearing the band-aid. But Dave and I had a big debate about whether or not he would be doing you know, hot in her in the desert in Palm Springs her. or whether he would be like, so guys, I really wanted to try out my new jazz album. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, I would storm right Interesting. out. Interesting. Yeah, I'd just be like, play EI. <laughs> so we digress. All right, so uh, on the subject of EI and staying off of EI and painfully <laughs> wow. employed. Uh-oh. <laughs> um... Uh, we're here today with the three co-founders of Flax Sleep, and or is it Flax Sleep? Should I say it more? I I need to say Flax Sleep. A okay, lot you and when I'm speaking to people because because I just have to. Yeah, yeah. fair yeah. enough. Okay, yeah. so um, this idea started as sort of a what if conversation. Um, and, and one of the coolest things I have some inside information being the partner of one of the founders, but one of the coolest things to me about your company is that you wrote vows very early on. Uh, can you talk I about did. that? Yeah, I, I can. I'll, Anna, why yeah. don't you take that one? Um, so I am the uh, non-lawyer in this uh, three-way partnership. Um, and, um, and as such, having lawyers for partners, one of the first things that we started was a shareholders agreement, which I think was... <laughs> is great. It's amazing that a company starting out has the, the ability to put that stuff down on paper. Um, but then um, another thing that we realized pretty early on was important important for our partnership was not just the legal marriage certificate, um, but those marital vows of our business-based marriage. Um, and so the three of us sat in a apartment in Hong uh-huh. Kong um, and talked mm-hmm. about what was important to us to make sure not only that the three of us remained friends, but that we, we created a business that was true to who we were and um, and maintained fun and productivity at the same time. Yeah. That's, we that's did cover all those things. I think that's correct. Yeah. And I think one of the big um, things that we covered there that was really important is that we all deal with conflict differently and we all deal with criticism differently and we all... Um, we all want this business to succeed and so the only way that that's going to happen is if our relationship stays really good throughout uh, regardless of what product we have and how well that does is this at this stage because we're still early in the in the process here but i mean you've been doing this for six months to what extent has this turned out 
as you imagined it when you were first talking about starting a business? Because we've talked about vows and sort of your vision for it and, and your principles. Like, what was your vision initially and, and what happened? <laughs> Viv, you want to Yeah, you one? go first, Viv, yeah. I cannot say that this is exactly as I envisioned. I mean, the elements are there, right? So we said, what about a business that sells this product um, and this is how we'd like to do it. So we covered all those things, but between point A and point B has been the windiest of roads. So much pivoting for lack of, we were joking about the word pivoting the other day, but like so much questioning, changing a little bit, seeing how that goes, questioning a little bit more and all before anything even hits the public's eye, right? We, we, we just went through so many iterations of so many different things. Yeah. Except that, you know, you were saying that it was a wide, long and whiny road, except it was a really short and whiny sure. road. Sure. Right? It, like, <laughs> yeah. it was, you know, it was like Whistler hairpins. It was the like entire the way. sky on crack. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But for me, I think that, um, it's been way more challenging than I thought it would be because when you're sitting there in a law practice, sort of, grinding it out you have these great daydreams about how nice it would be to be an entrepreneur and it seems really easy from the outside and those beginning periods were a lot harder than I expected them to be but it's also been the most fun that I've had professionally definitely and and so it didn't feel like work even though it was a lot of work yeah and I said that to someone last night about work You know, somebody said, I I don't, I would love to not be working by the time I'm X age. And I said, well, I kind of think that work will always be like, as long as you are making money somehow, that's work. Mm -hmm. But it's not so much that I don't want to work ever. It's more that I want that work to be, you know, much more um, natural. Like I wake up and I want to do it. Right. Um, And did I envision that? I don't even know that I envisioned that. I just thought this would be kind of fun. (laughs) Why not? We, we, we talk to each other all the time already and why not put all of that energy towards something like more productive, productive than, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I have, would say that over the last two years, a lot of ideas have popped into my head and I've been like, what if we did this? And, uh, <laughs> Can we just list some of those? Oh my gosh, for please. The, for the okay, the, like, take 30 really seconds. The first time I was on this podcast, I was pretty stoked on finding a cabin in the woods to start running a craft camp at. Still a good idea. There was yeah. the um, uh, arcade bar. Still yeah. a good idea. Uh, yeah. Somebody lumb- did that. Which technically <laughs> actually happened in that exact that space, space that you space wanted. It. I know. Yeah, uh, so. Lumberjacked. That's the newest fitness craze. Meeting uh, idea. Aprons and oh, Smocks. Oh, Lumberjacked is in jacked. Jacked. Oh, getting jacked yeah, while you're chopping okay. lumber. Um, oh my god the, the list goes on and then I had one and I went wait a minute someone might actually take this seriously and it was <laughs> took all of the other ones seriously yeah. I just don't think I was ever as invested in like jumping into right. lumberjacked mm-hmm. with you as right. I was this so so for me I wasn't sure where it was going to be six months later it's just like incredibly impressive to me and to to my partners one and Viv and like inspiring and all of the things that like they're still taking me seriously. And if this was your <laughs> this was your vision though. And so yeah. when you like gathered us together, what did you think was gonna come out of it? Literally. Um like more of a crafty thing. Like no. we were gonna buy some linen and make yeah. some bedding. 
I think like I think deep down in the bottom of my heart, this this is what I hoped was going to happen. Yeah, and where this goes. Yeah. Um, and I have a lot of amazing, wonderful, talented, crafty friends um, who, if I wanted to, you know, branch off from craft camp and and make bedding in some in some sense, I would have called. Um, but I wanted to run a business. Mm-hmm. I wanted to turn it into something that could scale and that was going to potentially change our lives. And that's why I called Viv and Mona. And those are obviously two very different things. It's when, when you talk about going from an idea and something that you think has legs to actually running a business, I'm seeing firsthand with, uh, you know, of course, living with Viv, that it's, it, it's such an incredible divide between the act of running the business and thinking about operations and actually the product. And mm-hmm. it's interesting for me to see the progression for you guys from product development to business development, which kind of feels like the stage you're in mm-hmm. now. Is mm-hmm. that fair to say? Yeah, I, w- I would say that's fair to say. And I think that this is this is the part where um, I think that I think that a lot of times uh, in the past where we've where I've thought about running a business, kind of we've had this discussion that um, I just thought, well, I don't have any expertise there. I am not doing any, you know, there's there, I'm a tax lawyer, right? Like, what do I know about X business? And when we're talking about business development now, I think the product part was almost the, the easy part. So much easier. Because <laughs> we love the product. Yeah. And even the fact that, you know, like we, we sourced it and it was hard and we went to Shenzhen and that was fun and that was the easy part. But the business part, I don't think um, necessarily that either, you know, any one of us is particularly um, strong. strong in that in mm-hmm. that respect. Mm-hmm. So this might be when we... Yeah, like none of us have launched anything before mm-hmm. and I think... Or grown anything. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've, I've, children, I've right, right, no. well, and I've worked in, I've worked in businesses for people for a long time and have a Bachelor of Commerce degree, but it's way different Yeah, when yeah. it's actually yours. Like yeah. the rubber has hit the road now mm-hmm. and we're just trying to figure out how to keep the car going, right? Like mm-hmm. it, in the worst of cliches. But that's... It, I think going back to those days where we were talking about doing this in my mind personally when i was evaluating whether or not it was something i wanted to do other than like wouldn't it be friend so fun to do a thing with my friends i also thought this exercise is not going to be necessarily about the product or the product could be anything Mm -hmm. like we could have decided to sell anything in the model that we're selling it And it would have been the same steps to a degree, Mm -hmm. right? And so I thought, if nothing else, I will walk away from this experience having figured out how to build, launch, and grow a company that sells things. As opposed to services, which has been, you know, right. our, our bread and butter has been selling services. And, and even mine to an extent. Right? And yeah. I think that that's actually where the business development thing uh, comes into play a little bit. Because when you sell services, at least for us, you sell yourself. So we yeah. spent a long time getting really good at the thing that we were doing. And then we were only dependent on ourselves and not on, you know, the world at yeah. large. <laughs> totally. To help us get ahead. So this is, this is hard. This part... This part's hard for me, even when we were talking earlier about, you know, all of the different help that we need in terms of growing a tech company or an e-commerce business, you know, things that I have no, no idea what the acronyms stand for, like <laughs> SEM and SEO. Mm-hmm. And, um, so that's hard because now yeah. we're depending a lot on these other yeah. people for this kind of stuff. Right? But also so what I find amazing is 
eight months ago, I didn't even know that SEO was an acronym for anything. It's a thing. (laughs) (laughs) So even just, you know, earlier today, I was discussing our plans for total vertical integration. (laughs) And I remember we talked about that in my commerce degree, but I've never had to use it again. But we know what that means. We actually also talked about that on the ride back from Shenzhen, where I loudly exclaimed, (laughs) we need to buy this factory. (laughs) (laughs) And and I loudly loudly replied, we need to think about launching a business first. Let's just leave the factory alone (laughs) for a minute. And I was like, Jammy, what do you want? (laughs) Jammy was our... Oh, tell us about Jammy. Which which aspect? Um, So so, uh, we had... We've mentioned we went to Shenzhen. It was really important for us to visit our manufacturers, to enter into a partnership with people that we felt good about um, personally and ethically that we could confirm, in fact, had a factory at that address, multiple different reasons. Um, And we had a lovely driver who picked us up at Hong Kong and took us to China for the day. And his name was Jammy. Um, and I was quite like, like his his Christian name was Jamie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Given name Jamie. And I was I was I was quite taken with Jamie, and Jamie was quite annoyed with he us. He did not like <laughs> us. Not a fan. Visibly. Yeah. Yeah. Visibly. Visibly annoyed. Um. Anyways, uh, Jamie has become sort of a. Uh, Kinds of things, a placeholder really. for yeah. a few things. I named a suitcase that I purchased to bring back extra samples, jammy. But more importantly, it's become <laughs> our safe word. So, yeah, in along with our vows, if one of us is, is we're reaching a point we're where, tapping out. where we're tapping out, yeah. we just say jammy. Uh, so, <laughs> and everybody takes a break. Yeah, stops just, with yeah. the relentless yeah. uh, powering on. Yeah. Of and it happens, I mean, at least one person here, me. Um, has a tendency to sort of like micromanage really annoying things like punctuation, you know. <laughs> um, des, des, it is, it is, right? Well, I also ask a lot of questions. And you, yeah. Mm. And I also have a lot of like stream of consciousness question mm. asking because I feel like if I bank them in my head, they're going to somehow disappear over the course of the day over my many other responsibilities. So yeah. there's just a, just a stream of questions constant stream of questions okay you sort of subtly touched on something there i want to talk to you all about um and it's anxiety management oh i don't have any management (laughs) i just have the just i just have anxiety it's there yeah so how is that going how is i mean mental health right but but how are you managing the i mean what seems to me like a bit of a jump off a cliff you know, you know, that's what, that's what entrepreneurship seems like to me. Cause I'm a service professional like you were, and maybe still sort of are. Um, and, and that type of cliff jump is terrifying to me. And even if I was in free fall, I would have no, uh, no way to manage that psychological stress. Mm-hmm. Anna? Well, Anna? my anxiety is, um, managed twofold. <laughs> okay. I mean, these are funny ways. The first, <laughs> yeah. the first and number one Spoken most like important is getting an excellent night's sleep. Oh, I see beautiful linen bedding. <laughs> Hashtag Amen. sponsored. Amen, sister friends. Accessibly yeah. priced. Hashtag beautiful yeah. linen bedding. Yeah. Okay. Um, I also chose to take three days a week before our launch to spend in a uh, facial <laughs> reflexology course yep. um, where I devoted three eight-hour days to learning how to roll my face um, to help release pressure points and deal with anxiety, I brought tools back to both of the girls. Oh. 
And Viv, you have not rolled my face. <laughs> yeah. I have not rolled your face. You're not an anxious. Um, so, so yes. But, but tell us about a, a symptom of your anxiety because you're the one that presents as the coolest one of the group. You're all like, everything's going to be okay. But then things start disappearing around your home. Oh, yeah. I lost oh. some mascara last week. <laughs> and where did and you I was find like, it? I guess I must be anxious. <laughs> um, it was in the garbage. <laughs> you know, where was you make up tea? No. Oh, <laughs> Did it roll off your counter? No, no, I just put it in the garbage. Because oh I was stressed. feeling distracted and slightly anxious. Not because I hadn't had a great sleep the night before. <laughs> <laughs> One thing you also do though is you've been the queen of bats. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Bats is like, do you find that as part of your like lower your I think your... that, you know, um, rituals and self-care is important and the there's a lot of reasons why we entered in why we chose to sell this thing. Sure. And yeah, the process we've learned so much valuable stuff that we could be selling any this thing, but the thing that we're selling is important to us because I think that we're at a point in our lives where making sure that you are doing everything you can to help that anxiety and we're all going to face it because there's a million things going on, multiple jobs, families, partners, side businesses on side businesses. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So taking the time to get a good rest. Wanna, what do you do like for that. anxiety? Not much. Um, <laughs> learn to live with it. Um, uh, so I am a person that spreads the anxiety as a, as a means. As a means. Please of, let me give this to you. Dissipating it from myself. I have never had a thought in my head that I haven't expressed immediately and loudly and often very strongly. So that is my coping mechanism: is to not keep it in. Um, I also take baths, Anna, mm -hmm. um, and I really enjoy baths. Um, do you just like yell things from the bath? I never what yell about this. I never yell things from the bath. I do ask a lot of questions. And do you then take your phone into the into the tub? Um, I take an iPad, so not my phone and not Slack, unless I have occasionally had phone calls with you two while I was sitting yes. in the bath. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I take a screen, which is a terrible thing. Um, but you know, my other and this is going to sound so cheesy, but my actual only way to effectively. Um, fix anxiety short term is to tell Michael about it and have, have him talk me off a ledge. Right. And he's very good at it. He has very little time for it. So I have to like wait until it has reached a crescendo and then I'm like, five minutes, <laughs> help me. I need this. And then he does. So I think that I'm a little bit the opposite. And I mean, Dave, weigh in. I'm not going to put you on the spot to ask you how you think <laughs> I've dealt with my anxiety, but... Very well. I'm technically... I know about myself that when you know, crap hits the fan, I typically go inwards, clench, yeah, <laughs> super clench, uh, figure out effectively like my closing agenda to get this fixed yeah. or done, whichever which needs. Um, and I'm not super vocal about it typically, but where I really, there was this one night where we were just starting out and I was like a ball of anxiety. Do you remember what it was? Um, no. Was it me asking questions about last light? It might have been. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It might have been. It was just you asking questions generally. Yeah. Hello? Um, Anyone? And, uh, but I hit this point, because it was going to be one of two things, and like Juana knows this about me, and Adam might already, it might be gaining this about me, is that I could have done one of two things. I would have either not said anything and then probably snapped about something completely innocuous. I remember this night. And I, I was so proud of you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so... 
that was one of two things. And I actually was shaking. Like I was so anxious and I don't, I thought I was having a panic attack. And so, but instead, this is the first time probably I've ever done this, including like, I mean, I have no, I have had in our nine years together, I've never had a moment to have to do this with David because I don't get anxiety with respect to us ever. That's great. Um, but I instead chose to say, time out. I am super vulnerable right now. I am having a moment and I need you to know because if you don't know, I cannot, like, there's no way this is going to progress further. Um, that was the beginning. That And that was actually one of the first times that I was like, this is going to work because I don't ever feel like I can't say that out loud to you two. And, and actually since then, like, I also do it with, um, I also do it, like the night before we the night before we launched the website there was something that wasn't working and it was evening it was sunday evening i was trying to come downstairs to like start dinner with dave and i came downstairs and literally just like bah, 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 bah. like i'm i'm freaking out right now just so you know and he's like great go upstairs i'm going to make dinner i'll call you when it's done but like i wouldn't always have done that with him i would have tried to fix it i would have not said anything and i would have maybe let it go at the end like once i fix something i typically will talk about it but i don't usually talk about it when it's happening and so interesting and circling back to that that i remember we remember, remember that night clearly and that actually is is probably the real reason that we realized it was really important to write vows. Totally. That was the, that realization of Vivs was the catalyst for us to say, if this is going to be a successful partnership, business marriage, yeah. um, we need to, we need to write vows so that we always feel like we can do what Viv just did. And because so, we are you. all so different, right? I mean, we're, we're all friends and we are, but we are intrinsically all very totally. different in just the way that we process all these things. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, first of all, I'm going to start saying jammy at random times. <laughs> jammy! <laughs> yeah. It's a safe Just like really inappropriately. Yeah, like cacao. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. You're in some fairly distinguished com uh, company. I mean, you guys have been involved in WeRaise, mm -hmm. in Raise Collective. Am I saying it yeah, right? Yeah, so they're connected. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. A number of really very high profile female forward entrepreneurship investment yeah. type groups um what percentage of the time do you feel like a total fraud in those rooms oh my gosh <laughs> for a change never really i think we thought we okay. were going to when we signed up and it's that group for me has been inspirational um and then at the same time like refreshing or eye-opening to know that these women are all in startup phase two and we do know just as much as them. And there's some things yeah. they know way more about than mm. us and other things that we sort of have a handle on that they maybe don't. And that, yeah, that this group of like really incredible women are all just out there sort of Figuring trying to get it done. Yeah. yeah. Especially one of the first times that you don't have imposter syndrome. Yeah. And also don't feel intimidated. Mm -hmm. And I think that's by design. Yeah. Right. Like, so what do you mean by, by design? I think that, Groups like the Raise Collective and the We Raise cohort that they brought together, the whole idea is to take uh, investment, for example, like getting investors into your company, which is a very taxing process. They've taken that and they're really working on inclusion and um, a level playing field 
and to be completely disarmed, right? You, you, we walked into that room and I didn't feel like a fraud. I felt like I had something to contribute and that I also was going to in turn receive a lot of support from the whole group. And that has been very nice to see given in some cases industries that we've come from that are not necessarily so much so. Um, I will note though, I mean, my old law firm supports this, that race collective initiative in a huge way. It didn't happen when I was there. Like a lot has changed in, in all industries. But to your question, to your question, I feel like a fraud a lot of the time, just generally speaking, but for some reason, <laughs> not in that room. Yeah. But that's, that's what I'm what's saying. That's so brilliant yeah, yeah, about yeah. that room. Imposter syndrome has been a constant part of my life, of my professional life since I left law school. It's mm-hmm. always been, but what do I know? But it turns out I, I do know a yeah. lot of things. I think there's a lot of women in, in professional situations that suffer, and probably a lot of men from this imposter syndrome idea. But during this process, notwithstanding the fact that some of the female entrepreneurs that we are in the same room uh, with have incredible business I, businesses that I have I actually don't even understand, like Nanolit, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What is quantum dot technology? I have mm-hmm. no idea. But um, it's it's never it's never made me feel lesser than right. any of those other women. Right. Yeah. And I think in in a way it's also shown us that we do have in house a lot of the skills that some of these other women that are starting businesses or any entrepreneurs that are starting businesses don't have. Definitely. And we're lucky because there's three of us. And I think that that when we've said this before, we have a different set of skills and that um, in some ways, you know, it seems like it's been a long process, but we've gotten to where we have really quickly. And it's because we are fortunate enough to be doing this together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Guys. Any other uh, mm-hmm. points you want to touch on? I mean, we're going to do a volume two as a check-in yeah. soon oh, yeah. of yeah, this. Yeah. Um, one thing I actually just wanted to touch base on briefly is, is it seems so interesting to me with you talking about walking into these rooms and actually not feeling like a fraud. Um, the difference between what I picture as the Silicon Valley sort of mode of entrepreneurship, which seems cutthroat and highly competitive and unsupportive to me. And you're kind of describing the exact opposite of that. And And that's not to say though, what I, what I think we've witnessed is that our little are, are not little, but the community that we're have, have been lucky to be a part of, is sort of uh, a bit of protection from what does eventually, what you do have to eventually be exposed to. And like, if we ever, if we go the route of bringing in investors, we are certainly going to be in under that, under those firing squads all the time. But not everybody has a space to go back to, to be very candid about the things they've experienced and to get, you know, to get, advice from people who have been through it that kind of thing so i think we're just protection's not the word but it's a bit of a safe space i suppose um to something that is certainly going to be what we encounter down the road and you know yeah i think it's a stage of business issue as well and yeah if, if we do ever if we are ever lucky enough to grow 
big enough that we get to the next stage, right? Yeah. Then um, I'm not sure that the same warm fuzzies will yeah. <laughs> carry us yeah, through. Fair. Um, yeah. But it's nice to have for now. Okay. Yeah. Um, last question. Tell me about the moment in this experience to date when you just beamed with pride. Like, was there ever a moment where you're walking down the street and all of a sudden it was like you were, you weighed nothing and you were walking on air and it felt great. Have you kind of had that experience yet or is that still coming? I've had that experience. Tell us. It was April 16th. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was at 7.23 in the morning. In the previous hour, there had been a, an almost catastrophic meltdown by, by Vivian McCormick. <laughs> I was there. Who had, <laughs> yeah, who had discovered there was some issue with launching our website. That was the day that our pre-orders opened. I lied. So I was our, asleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was there in body. I was in, yeah, the, I was in the next yeah, room. Was yeah. Yeah. Um, Quietly It felt away. really nice that, uh, I mean, our website had launched a week earlier and we had received a lot of positive support from that. And then when pre-orders launched on Monday... Um, it just felt really nice to feel like we were finally providing something and, you know, and people wanted it. <laughs> it's just that simple. Yeah. 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 Because there was still, you know, speaking of imposter syndrome, uh, there was still like a lingering question in the back of our minds, like, Is anybody gonna what's going to happen this morning? Also, and nice things happened. You know, the thing about, that you said about, uh, we've come from service industries where it's all been about us, right? Like it is so... The, on the flip side of that, that means that our reputations mean a lot to us, maybe more than I'd like to admit. Hence my commas in social media posts. I need those right. things to Needs be right. Needs the comma, right? Because that's because <laughs> it's a product we put out, and the same same thing was when when we were when we were running deals and stuff. It yeah. was important to me to live up to whatever reputation I built because I know that you can lose it in a second. Um, so yeah, to put something out there yeah. and to to have sorry to say the validation of someone buying it makes yeah. you feel like oh my, my reputation is intact and that's that leap you're talking about Dave right like it is that is the jump the jump is when you flip the switch and now the thing that you've been mothering for six months eight months is now shared with the world and you want everybody to say your baby's really cute yeah <laughs> and for me it was April 17th so the day after <laughs> Um, my day job is running a busy cafe in downtown Vancouver, and three times on the 17th, um, I was discussing what had just happened the day before with some of my regulars who I maybe hadn't told up to that point, and the person either sitting beside them or um, at the table or behind them in line said, I saw your site. It looks really good. I can't wait to buy some linen. In at least two cases, these were people I'd never met in the cafe before. Yes. Um, so to be telling someone about what we'd done and to have someone nearby have already heard of it, not because I told them, felt really good. For me, it was launching our first Facebook ad. <laughs> <laughs> and she Carousel. did a bang up job. Because I seriously broke all my brain cells trying to figure <laughs> out how to do that thing. And... But it's weird because, you know, we're so accustomed. You scroll through all kinds of manner of things on your phone and you don't realize that all of those are things that someone's created, right? So, mm -hmm. yeah, no, that I'm joking. Like, I think still no, the first sale funny. was a big one, but uh, the ability the ability to keep 
growing. So we, we did the product part and the ability to keep facing everything we have to as a growing company head on, knowing when to pay someone to help us, but also just thinking, okay, before I pay, my thing is that before I pay someone to do it, I still want to understand how it works. Mm -hmm. I want to have done it once myself before I give it to someone else, because if I don't do that, I'm never going to know whether the person who's, yeah, you know, Mm -hmm. so that was huge. And it it really did. uh, We've had some wonderful help. Thanks, Nate. Thanks, Julie. Thanks, Nate. Our amazing, amazing friends. Nate Sellen, author and, uh, (laughs) well, composer and um, and lyricist of our introduction for this podcast. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Wrote and, uh. Yeah, and so performed. he's a man of many talents, and one of them was helping us with a Facebook ad, and will be probably, unfortunately for him, helping me with more and Facebook ads. Julie, but... who took three hours oh. of her time to explain to us how social media works. Yeah, just yes. generally, like, I'm a user of it, but really, yeah. how does it work? Yeah. And then, in terms of thank yous, do we know who was the first person to, on the, of their own oh, place, volition, buy a, a, a place the first order? Who was the first order placed from their home? We had We had a few... Collins previous, but mm-hmm. yeah, is it is it bad to say I don't remember my first? Nobody does. <laughs> Who knows what the number? Uh, is but yes, anyway. we have so many thank yeah. yous. Like we have been so supported, and um, we're just thrilled. Like we can't. We would love. We, and and for me, it's like we need to talk about this more because yeah. I think. And, and I suspect a lot of those thank yous have already happened offline and mm-hmm. probably will continue to happen totally. as you wade your way through the outpouring of support for this company. So, so good. Thank you very much for sharing. Thank today. you. And Thanks, uh, yeah, keep, uh, keep it going. Keep on keeping on. Nice, nice work. All right. Thank you.